And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gizmondi, and welcome to today's show. Uh, thanks to our producer, Darren Regan. He'll be celebrating Patrick's Day all weekend. Uh, if you're wondering why we're playing Irish music. Uh, listen, before we start the show today, I've got a couple of items to share with you. Tickets for the California Wine Fair uh, that's returning to Vancouver on April 25th at the Hyatt Regency Hotel are on sale. And actually, there's a reduced price at the moment. Uh, you can go to vancouver2022.calwine.ca and uh, get yourself a ticket to that. There's not a lot of them available. Uh, and uh, you may have forgotten, uh, Dine Around BC continues until this Sunday, March 20th, in Sawasan, Ladner, and North Delta. You can visit welovedelta.ca for details of the participating restaurants and, of course, the tickets, which are $25, $35, and $45, depending on the menu. So uh, get out and support that. Uh, You still have time to do it. Now, on today's show, uh, we speak with Neely Brimer. She's the energetic restaurant manager of the Hooded Merganser. Lots of new changes there. And, of course, it's one of our favorite Mid-Valley hangouts uh, at the southern end of Lake Okanagan with its million-dollar views and its uh, beautiful patio that just hangs out over the lake such a sensational place to uh, uh, take in happy hour which you're going to hear about today now further north in southeast Kelowna we're going to catch up with Summerhill Pyramid winemaker Michael Alexander and director of culinary and hospitality Jeremy Lupin to talk about what's new for spring they've got some great stuff going on up there uh, and especially some great prices on food and wine uh, that you can enjoy right now and every week. Uh, we're going to talk about a roast beef dinner, believe it, that costs uh, practically nothing. In our third segment, uh, we talk concrete fermentations with uh, Clos de Soleil winemaker Michael Clark. But coming up next, Mike Dowell, owner of Liber Farm and Winery, joins us to talk about a new addition to his Similkameen-based winery. You can visit on Highway 97, just north of the town of Asoyus, uh, almost across from La Stella. Well, that's it. Plenty on the show today. Get ready. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gizmondi, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gizmondi. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination, the Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure. Like their Smoking Loon Syrah, 
So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit smokingloon.com. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature. Liver Farms terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkamine Valleys. Join the wine club and receive delivery of award-winning wines and new releases in spring and fall, plus early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Visit them this spring to taste in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. Now, back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. Shout out to listeners on Bounce Radio, Fort St. John FM 101.5 and all other 19 cities across the BC Food and Wine Radio Provincial Network. Our first guest today has been growing wine off a side road in the Smilkamine Valley uh, for some time now, but has recently opened a tasting room and more on the much busier Highway 97 just north of Asoyus. Mike Dowell is a farmer, vintner, owner of Liber Farm Wineries. Mike, uh, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, great to catch up with you. I hear you just had a little sun in Mexico. Are we going to get a little sun in the Okanagan uh, shortly? Yeah, everything's, uh, wow. We, when we when we left, things were pretty soggy and, and, and wet, and now everything's dried out and, uh, you know, buds on some of the early budding uh, plants are starting to kind of show, not on the grapes, uh, of course, but uh, yeah, I know we have a lot of sun here right now, so it's nice. Well, let's start with some of the changes. Uh, uh, you've got a new premises over in the Okanagan, uh, just off of Highway 97. Your original vineyard uh, sits in the Similkameen. So what's the theory? What's going on at Liber? Yeah, well, uh, you know, when we originally started in the Similkameen, we had a vision of, uh, you know, really immersing ourselves in, uh, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, hone our trade and, and really, you know, absorb as much as we could and learn as much as we could. Um, and then um, through the process and, you know, COVID uh, definitely uh, kind of just raised our uh, exposure to the sense that we had to kind of, you know, get more direct to consumer sales and our current location just didn't really allow us, uh, we felt, to, to really, you know, I guess, you know, do really well with that. So um, we started looking at properties and uh, a property in a Soyuz that was on the highway uh, was had been available for a while. So um, we kind of put a deal together and, uh, you know, we're luckily we made a deal and uh, we're now we're in the process of replanting the, uh, the four acres here that used to be uh, apples uh, to grapes this spring. And uh, the tasting room is now, uh, you know, definitely a, a lot busier than uh, we were out in the smell community. Yeah. Well, it's a great property in the Similkameen. I'm glad that you've retained that because it's a great source of grapes in a in a fantastic wild setting. Uh, so, what did you plant in in a Soyuz in the, on those four acres? So uh, this spring, yeah, we're going to be planting Cab Sav, uh, Petit Verdot, and Malbec, and um, that's yeah, that's one of the things I think that's kind of drawn us to it is that now we're able to play with fruit. Uh, from both from both valleys and and just, yeah. you know seeing the differences and you know we have also a long term lease uh, here in Asoyas that uh, we're growing Cap Franc on and 
And uh, so, yeah, so seeing the different fruits coming in from the different uh, blocks and the different areas, it's uh, it makes it exciting during harvest to kind of, you know, uh, be able to play with different fruits from both valleys. So that's something that's I fantastic. think we're going to try to maybe, uh, yeah, we're going to try to maybe play on that a little bit more and kind of, you know, it's saying, you know, we kind of have the best of both worlds here. And then the other thing that we're trying to do is every property that uh, we start or whatnot are going to be certified organic as well. So we're, uh, you know, that's something else we're pretty passionate about as well. Yeah, that's super organic. Uh, I mean, so many people are, are turning to organics. We like that. Uh, and I'm sure the consumers like it and are, are really feeling comfortable tasting those wines. You're down south now, and uh, you're in what I would, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that's probably one of the warmest spots in Canada to grow mm-hmm. those red varieties. So I think you'll have a lot of success there. Your neighbors, uh, I just went through some wines from your neighbor across the street there at La Stella. The, the, these grapes are, they're coming out of the vineyard in fantastic shape. So I, I, I think you're going to have a lot of success with those. But let's talk about a couple of grapes uh, that you're you're working on. And uh, I know that you've got, got a new release. I love your Chardonnay. We'll start there and then we'll move over to this new release, Pinot Noir. So which Chardonnay will we see uh, now when we drop by to visit? What's What's coming up? Or coming out, I guess. Yeah, we have, uh, yeah, yeah. The 2017 vintage is is uh, almost kind of to the point where we're going to start librarying it, and then the 2018 uh, will be probably releasing. I'm hoping by May long weekend, and it's uh, we're so fortunate growing those grapes out in the smilk. I mean, you know, every year our Chardonnay program just you know tends to you know just be really solid. So. Yeah, you know there are some subtle flavor differences because the 2018 vintage, you know, was a challenge with with that heavy smoke that we had for so many months out in the smilk. I mean, but uh, you know we were still able to get very very ripe, and there was no uh, there was no effects from that smoke on the on the white grapes whatsoever that we found. So we're really excited to to, uh, to release that 2018 uh, probably around May long weekend. And then, yeah, the Pinot Noir, um, we, we, when we first originally got to this milk, I mean, we were always trying to source Pinot Noir grapes and, you know, just was always told no, no, no. And then we were fortunate one year to, uh, to get about two tons, two and a half tons uh, in 2020. <clears throat> and then quickly after making it, we, uh, we realized that, hey, we need to, we need to plant some of this ourselves. So we, uh, we took out one of our big apple blocks out in the milk, I mean, and planted it all in Pinot Noir, about uh, three acres worth. So, uh, we were able to still get our Pinot Noir grapes until that uh, that uh, block of uh, Pinot Noir comes on full uh, full production for us yeah. to then create our own our own Pinot Noir from our own property. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Our guest is Mike uh, Mike Dowell. He's the owner of Liber Farms uh, Farm and Winery, and we're talking about uh, some of his new releases coming up here in 2022. Uh, you have a cool uh, you call it the patio tasting program where people can. Uh, uh, pay ten dollars, they get to taste four. Is it four different wines, and then they they get to keep their uh, Riedel wine glass that they were tasting in. Correct. Yeah, actually, we're going to be doing five wines this year. Uh, sometimes okay. six or seven depends. If, depends if I'm around there <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, we're just in the yeah, we're just in the process. We uh, we just got the our stamp drawings because technically it's it's now going to be considered a lounge. So. Uh, we should uh, we should have that all ready and, and ready to go for when the transfer of the licenses uh, happen. I think on June first. So right. yeah, we have a nice little uh, big big outdoor patio that uh, can accommodate up to sixty people. So we may also offer it uh, for special events or whatnot during the uh, during the holiday or sorry the summer season for you know some people want to get together and have a little 
little party out there for themselves. But uh, yeah, so we're really excited to kind of get that going. We also have a couple events. Uh, we have the uh, the Weenery food truck showing up here in April for a couple weekends, and then uh, oh, great. we're hoping to maybe partner. Yeah, we're hoping to partner with maybe another food truck. Or possibly just buy our own and just have it uh, kind of on site as well to offer that to uh, our uh, incoming uh, guests this year. Yeah, I, it seems like f- a food option, some sort of food option, even if it's just bites, is really uh, uh, taking over across the valley. And I think it's kind of a fun thing for people to have. Obviously, food and wine is a great, is a great thing to do together. But uh, yeah. it's also nice that they linger a little longer, I think, at the winery and they, they get more thoughtful, I think, about the wines. Yeah, I think, you know, that, that's one of the things uh, the last couple of years, I think a lot of us uh, winery owners have kind of come to the conclusion that, you know, the longer they stay here, it's better for us. So if we can offer food, you know, yeah. sit down tastings, give them more of an intimate, uh, um, you know, setting and as well as just give them, give us more of a chance to tell our story to really try to, you know, uh, make sure the people that come here enjoy themselves and, uh, you know, we get as much exposure as we can with them. Well, I'm, I want to ask you a little bit about, I know that on your site you're offering organic apple juice. Is that still available for people if they visit the winery? Yeah, yeah, we still have it. Yeah, we still uh, we still have two blocks of apples out at the Smoke Moon property, and uh, we, we make juice every year, so we still offer the apple juice uh, as, a, uh, as a purchase. As well as when families come in, we definitely, you know, allow the children to kind of have a little sip of uh, apple juice so they, you know, they can kind of feel they, like they're having some juice <laughs> oh that's fantastic and it's organic yeah. and unfiltered to boot correct yeah yeah so yeah it's a, it's a really it's a really really good product and and it's yeah unfiltered so you you know by the end of the of your little five liter thing there you get a really nice kind of uh i tell people to use it as a you know as a marinade for pork or whatnot for uh for dinner yeah. after the, the juice is gone great idea uh, before we yeah. run out of time, let's mention the wine club because uh, your top wine, Rebel, I think is wine club only, uh, available only to wine clubs. So how does that work? So, yeah, so what we do is we do uh, two six-pack uh, six equipment. So you get one in the spring and one in the fall. The uh, the spring uh, release, uh, the six, is usually more geared towards the new releases. So this, this spring release would be, you know, the Pinot Noir, uh, the 2018 Chardonnay, and then... Uh, the 2021 Rosé, the 2021 Chardonnay, and then a couple other bottles. And then the six-pack in the fall tends to be more geared towards, you know, the reds, the, the bigger reds. So the Rebel is usually part of that um, uh, that right. uh, shipment. And then if you do come to the wine shop, you get compl- uh, complimentary tasting. And um, you also have, I guess, first crack at uh, buying the uh, the Pinot Noir, let's say, on the pre-release or the Rebel that uh, – Basically, nobody else has a has a chance to buy. Well, Mike, sounds like uh, there's a lot of reasons why people should drop by the, the new uh, premises of Liber, which are at, uh, well, I can tell you they're at 14,000 Highway 97, but you can't miss the sign. Uh, it's just before the jog of the road as you head in towards the Soyuz. Uh, if you're coming, going north, it's just out of town. Uh, and it's uh, it's going to be a great stop for people to check out and uh, maybe buy some apple juice, too, with the kids and have a bite to eat uh, and uh, try the new wines. Mike, thanks for joining us today. We hope we can get to see you the next time we're up in the South Okanagan. I look forward to it. I hope so, too. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today on the show.
Uh, okay, folks, uh, there's plenty more to come on the show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will be speaking to Michael Clark. He's the Managing Director and Winemaker at Clos de Soleil. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure, like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit SmokingLoon.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the city and relax in the beautiful South Okanagan. Get outside and enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region. You'll find over 180 of BC's finest wineries. From the Naramata Bench to Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitsouthokanagan.com. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, wherever you're joining us on the, from across the province on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, our next guest is Michael Clark. He is the, uh, well, I'm going to say he's he's the winemaker. Of course, he's the winemaker. He's the managing director and winemaker at Clota Soleil Estate uh, in the beautiful, wild Similkameen Valley. Michael, how are you today? I'm very good. How are you? Uh, I couldn't be better. I'm uh, pretty jacked about uh, the season. Uh, spring is upon us. Uh, the vines are waking up and people are getting excited. A lot of people have been bottling wine. I know you bottled some wines last week, so we'll get to that. But before we do, uh, I remember when uh, one of the first times I visited you, uh, we were uh, you had just received some concrete tanks, and we had quite a discussion about that. I was so excited to see that. Uh, so let's talk a bit about concrete because I think a lot of people uh, assume that every red wine in the valley goes into a barrel and is aged for 16 or 18 months in some some amount of new wood. What's the deal with concrete tanks? Yeah, so that was a number of years ago when uh, when we first got those and uh, you and I had talked about them and I've had a number of years since then to uh, 
uh, to be making wine in our concrete tanks, and I am just in love with them. Uh, they do a fantastic job. Our particular concrete tanks we imported from France, and we use for all of our red wine ferments. And as you and I saw back uh, back a few years ago, it's actually raw, unlined concrete uh, yeah. in the interior of the tank. And what that means is that the the tank itself is somewhat porous, yeah, kind of like uh, oak barrel is porous, the way wood is porous. And so yeah. it can breathe to a limited extent. And that has a real impact on the wine. And then the concrete itself is quite thick. So it actually insulates the wine too during fermentation, holds in this heat that helps extract flavors and aromas from the skins. And the resulting wine, I find, has uh, some really unique characters. It it really brings out the best in the wine itself, and it gives a really fine-grained texture to the wine, mm-hmm. that, that mouthfeel that we sometimes talk about. Yeah, well, I guess my question is, how has it changed the way that you make wine? I mean, you, you, you started working with them, uh, was it about four or five years now, at least, probably? Uh, yeah. But but what, how does it change the way you either grow grapes or pick them, or is it has nothing changed, sort of? Um, it it does uh, change uh, some of the things about how we make the wine. Uh, I really feel that every different kind of container has its own strengths and weaknesses, whether you're talking about stainless steel or concrete or oak or various other things that people use now. Um, For us, most of the time that the wine spends in the concrete is during the fermentation itself, as well as what we call maceration, which is this soak on the skins after the fermentation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have also aged wine in concrete in the past and had a special bottling just for a wine club of that, um, that wine that never went into any kind of oak and spent all of its life in concrete, uh, which was a really interesting experiment for me. Uh, But in terms of the actual process of winemaking, I think one of the biggest things is it affects the temperature during fermentation, like I mentioned before. And uh, during other, um, if you ferment in other kinds of containers, you need to control the fermentation. Whereas in these concrete tanks, that kind of happens naturally. Mm. Uh, it, it cools at the right time and heats at the right time. And that's one of the biggest impacts, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I was tasting your celestial, uh, celestial wine recently, uh, such a sensational red blend at a crazy price, like a, just a, a super fair price. And I thought, this wine, you know, you can just, you, you can sense the concrete, not feel it, but sense it in the wine. It has this approachability, this, this, this I, I don't know how, it's kind of like a comfortable old pair of shoes or, you know, sitting in your favorite, favorite chair. But uh, it, it just, I don't know, do you, do you find that effect from concrete when you taste the wine? Yes, yeah, you, you do. I, I think you can really taste in the wine the difference between the different kind of vessels you ferment in, and concrete has its own uh, signature. I think mm-hmm. it can help preserve that freshness, and that um, celestial that is uh, for sale right now is the 2019 vintage, yeah. which I agree with you, is a great vintage for that wine because it has this really bright, fresh acidity, but the um, part of that freshness uh, comes from the concrete effect itself. Yeah. Our guest is Michael Clark. He's the managing director and winemaker at Clos de Soleil Estate uh, Vineyard. 
Michael, uh, I think the other thing is that the fruit is organic. The in this wine, the the concrete is there. So there's a, there's there, there's an aura about this wine. Anyways, folks, you should pick up the wine and try it. Speaking of wine, I know you've got some new releases coming out in the next few days. So uh, I thought we would preview some of those for our listeners so that they could get organized uh, uh, to buy them or get on get in line to buy them. And I believe it's April first will be the big uh, release date. But what's coming out uh, from uh, the winery? Yeah, we're really excited about these. Um, they are our very first releases from the 2021 vintage, uh, mm-hmm. some white wines and uh, rosé. Um, as of April 1st, they'll be available in our online store at uh, www.clodosoleil.ca, as well as in a uh, number of fine wine retailers uh, across the province. Uh, yeah. We have three wines that will be available um, uh, starting then are Fumé Blanc 2021, which is a blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon and is one of our most popular white wines that we produce at Clos de Soleil. We'll also have a Pinot Gris uh, 2021. This is a single vineyard Pinot Gris, I think really distinctive of the Semelkamine Terroir. Uh, mm-hmm. comes from our Whispered Secret vineyard. And then finally, we'll have our Rosé 2021, also a really popular wine, Salso very fast and i have a feeling this year will too so i'm really excited what's that sorry what's the rosé made from uh it's a combination of cabernet sauvignon and malbec uh fans of our rosé will know that uh in some years we've made a rosé from cabernet sauvignon and some years from malbec uh i had rosés from both varieties uh in 2021 and decided that actually and this is part of the my belief about the the artistry of blending that actually the combined wine was was better than either of them separate and so uh so we blended the two together for this year's rosé nice okay so all that coming out on april 1st from claude soleil now uh, in terms of visiting what are you how are you organized for this year how will people uh, uh be able to get in and taste wine and maybe meet you at the winery what are the requirements yeah, we really encourage people to come here and visit us because it's the best way to really learn what we're all about, to see the land, to see the vines, and, and to meet us. We're very transparent about how we make our wine, and we love to take people into the winery and really explain how we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we're actually open uh, year-round for people uh, by appointment, though. So uh, either call the winery in advance or check out our website. There's a very easy tool there to book an appointment. Uh, but they can come now. They can come next month. Uh, we welcome them anytime. Yeah. Well, you're sitting in that valley, uh, the wild Similkameen, as I love to call it. Uh, you've seen a lot of developments over the last few years. I mean, I, I, I just can't believe what's going on there. I think watching uh, uh, watching the folks at uh, Mission Hill go in and buy a tract of land has to be exciting for everybody there, uh, just with that kind of... Uh, power to to raise the the vision of the place but tell us a little bit about the smilk i mean uh, this year when we go there what are what are some of the things people should be looking for now when they travel into that valley yeah we're really proud of our valley and it's very distinct from uh the okanagan Uh, anybody who drives through our valley will see just with their own eyes that the uh the geography and the geology is quite distinctive and what we do uh, both at Clos de Soleil and all the other wineries in the valley is really try to communicate that through our wines. I, I really believe as a winemaker that if you treat the grapes and the wine with respect 
what the wine does for you is is tell a story about the place that it comes from, and that's that's certainly what we try to do. Um, what you're tasting then in the wine is these, these really rocky, mineral-laden, stony soils. Uh, they're very young soils because, as anybody would see as they drive through the valley, the rocks are kind of tumbling off these steep mountains year after year, and that's what makes our soil uh, as those rocks break down. Um, so you're, t- you're really tasting that in the valley. It's also a very rural valley. It's a lot less developed than the Okanagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also known as the organic farming capital of Canada. At Clos de Soleil, we're really proud that all of our vineyards are certified organic. Uh, but that's actually a really big part of what the valley is, all the different kinds of farming that takes place yeah. here. Uh, well, look, it's such a fantastic place. You are just knocking it out of the park with your wines there at the moment. So uh, uh, you were mentioning the release of the Fumé Blanc. That wine makes me wonder why anybody needs to drink anything from New Zealand at this point when we can make a wine like that in B.C. Uh, perhaps we don't have the quantity yet, but we certainly have the quality. In fact, I'd say we probably have exceeded it. So, Michael, congratulations on that. Keep up with Thank the you. concrete. Keep up with the organics. And uh, try and keep up with all the interest in your winery. We're doing our best. (laughs) Michael Clark, thanks for joining us today. Real pleasure. Thank you. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Michael Clark, he's the managing director and winemaker at Clos de Soleil. They'll be releasing three new wines on April 1st. You'll want to get in line for that. That's a problem now at many BC wineries. Uh, if you don't get in line, you may not get the wine. So uh, we prepared you today on the show to do just that. Okay, plenty more coming up on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. We'll take a quick break, but we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Winter blues? Change them to red, white, and more at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher in West Kelowna. Stop in for free tastings in the wine shop. Enjoy happy hour at the Modest Butcher and dig into the new Modest Brunch every Sunday. Plus, watch for the launch of the Modest Tribute Dinner Series, one night to experience delicious flavors from around the world. For more details, visit ModestButcher.com. It doesn't have to be alcohol to be rock and roll. It just has to be naughty. Bring the party with Naughty from Thompson & Scott. Beautifully crafted, organic, vegan, alcohol-free sparkling wines that have taken the drinks industry by storm. Beautiful bubbles. No alcohol, no compromise. So go ahead, get naughty. You've got nothing to lose but your preconceptions of what alcohol-free can be. Visit softcrush.ca for more details. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkamine Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure, like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit SmokingLoon.com. This 
is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Invermere to Nelson and uh, all 18 other cities across the province listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, one of our, my favorite stops in the North Okanagan's East Kelowna Wine District is the Summerhill Pyramid Winery. And joining us today are winemaker Michael Alexander and Director of Culinary and Hospitality, Jeremy Lupin. Gentlemen, how are you today? Very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm really well, uh, Jeremy. It's a, it's a fun to catch up with you. I know uh, spring's probably exciting. Things are starting to grow. Uh, the garden is probably getting underway. Uh, and uh, so let's start there, even though it's a winery. I want to start with some of the eating options that are going to be happening at Summerhill uh, uh, you know, now. I mean, I know the restaurant's open now, but what, what can people expect in terms of food options when they get to the winery this year? Um, so the food options for this year, like when you, and especially in the summer is like, we're obviously big, um, you know, kind of plant-based, uh, kind of forward menu. But the nice thing about it is like we grow almost all our vegetables that we serve in the bistro and we're making some small changes to like the the menu and how we do it. And in the past, it's all been a la carte. We're going to run more of a table d'hote menu where it's like courses and paired with wine and just put like a really awesome focus on what's in the plate, on the plate, and where it came from, and what's in the glass. We have um, a, a garden team of about uh, six full-time people right now getting everything ready, yep. and we're going to put about a uh, hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of vegetables into the ground this year. Wow. Well, what? Give me an idea about what what one of those courses might look like on the menu, or what? How would it? Uh, what would it sound like? I guess is it time to the season too? I would imagine. Yeah, so we, we sat down with our culinary team and our garden team about uh, in November, and we, we talked about where we wanted to see our menu go, what flavor profiles we wanted, and, you know, do we want to keep down this, like, kind of Mediterranean path that we've been on? And the answer was, yeah, so we the garden team was like, okay, we're going to plant tomatoes, we're going to plant artichokes, we're going to, you know, eggplants, peppers, and we're going to go down this kind of road and how that looks like, and then the garden team will give us kind of like a, a two weeks heads up of when things are coming available. And then our menu will just, just change as mother nature gives us um, food. And then we're lucky enough to have a, a food forest here as well. So mm-hmm. it's everything that was indig- indigenous to the property when the, the Sykes family uh, bought it about 35 years ago. So we you know we get things from like stinging nettles to choke cherries, to lamb quarter, chickweed. So all that stuff gets folded into our menu and our, and our big philosophy is like a, a zero waste. So yeah. we can ferment, reuse everything that the, the garden team brings us. So, you know, as for individual items on the menu, like, um, you know, it all depends on, like, how the harvest go, but they, they should be very interesting. And it will feature, uh, we're going to do tours of the garden as well so that people can see it. Wow. So, you mean, can you have a tour before dinner, that sort of thing, or...? Yeah, so we're working on how we're going to execute that right now. And then the mm-hmm. idea is, is that you, you can buy like a garden tour and dinner package and we'll take you into the garden with a glass of wine, give you a little bit of tour and then sit you down oh, and that's fantastic. Uh, you know, feature what we're going to, what you just saw. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, I uh, Now I'm really excited because I think, you know, this garden growing organic and then doing the wines biodynamic uh, as well, it's such a, a great complimentary uh experience for consumers who maybe are want to get involved but don't really know how to get started this would be so great 
Uh, folks, we're speaking with Jeremy Lupin. Uh, he is the Director of Culinary and Hospitality at uh, Summerhill Pyramid Winery and winemaker Michael Alexander. Now, Michael, do you sit down and tell Jeremy which wines he needs to have with the dish, or does he tell you, or how do you guys, how do, how do you sort that out on the menu? Um, we, uh, we have the very tough task of uh, sitting down with the culinary team and uh, tasting food and tasting wine. Um, and as a group, we decide what works best. Um, for the dishes and what works best for the wine. And um, if all goes as planned, both the, uh, the wine and the food shine. So um, they're very tough days of tasting, but uh, we think it's worth it in the end. <laughs> I like it. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a test. Let's start with uh, cheese fondue night. Jeremy, tell us about that and the cheeses, and then I'm going to come back to you, Michael, with, about the wines. So um, our cheese fondue night right now runs on Thursdays, and we work with a, a local cheesemonger called Percival & Young, and they actually supply us, like, different cheeses that we do try to keep it consistent. But, like, most of the time it's going to be, like, a, a hard, sharp, little salty cheese. And then in it is, like, truffles and mushrooms. And then you get, like, grilled pears and fresh bread, uh, roasted cauliflower, house-made sausage. Um, wow. And that all comes out with it. And then we do uh, white wines at wine shop prices on those yep. days so there's no there's no markup from the wine shop and just kind of come in and try some wine and, and michael's got some i um you know we have some brilliant um you know fresh uh, white wines and you know kind of away you go and michael can yeah. tell you which ones he likes the best but yeah. i know what my favorite is I mean, I like the whole white wine thing, Michael, because, of course, people for years uh, had red wine with their cheese, and they were missing out on the best match of all, which were the higher acid white wines. But uh, what would you suggest from Summerhill for for this kind of a cheese pairing? Uh, my favorite is the estate-grown biodynamic Gruner. Um, it's a beautiful off-dry white. Um, it's got a really nice acid that helps cut the fattiness of the cheese. Um, but because of the spontaneous ferment and the biodynamic practices, it's got this beautiful weight and this beautiful mouthfeel that pairs yeah. perfectly with the weight of the cheese. Um, and so I know when I come in for fondue night, it's, uh, it's my go-to. Okay. Gruner Veldliner, uh, I love it. And, uh, well, this year's has just been released, or it's coming up uh, to be released. I know that I have a bottle here I'm going to taste quite shortly. Uh, has it expanded at all, or are you, you constricted by what you have planted, Michael? How much of that wine will you make this year? Uh, unfortunately, we're pretty constricted by um, by the acreage that we have planted, and uh, we don't have any more room to expand on our estate vineyard. Um, so we produce anywhere from 100 to 150 cases every year, depending on the, uh, the vintage. Um, okay. So it is one of those wines that if you like it, uh, I definitely recommend stocking up because it does sell out pretty quickly. Yeah, it makes... Uh, yeah, people just get it. Well, you can. I guess that's the best advice. Uh, okay, back to you, Jeremy. Now, you have something else which is kind of uh, nice. It's like a, it's almost like a family night, I would guess, on Sunday night. you have a, a, Is it a traditional roast beef dinner? Yeah, it's traditional roast beef dinner um, with Yorkshire pudding, mashed potatoes, and, uh, and all, the, all the fixings. Like, and what it is is we, we do that night because um, we buy whole animals, like whole cows. Yep. So for us to use the hip and, and for us to use those in a meaningful way, we were like, let's do like a roast beef Sunday dinner. And let's be honest, like me growing up, like it was like my favorite night of the week was we did, always did roast beef dinner on Sunday. And it was a time, no matter how busy we were, we got around the table. And if we can bring the you know, family back to that in the restaurant, like why mm-hmm. not do it? And then once again, it allows us to use um, every piece of uh, an animal that we bring in. 
And it's such yep. a, a fun, uh, relaxing night because it is. It's just like some really great wholesome cooking paired with some really good red wine. And then on that night, we just kind of do the same thing, but we do red wine at wine shop prices. And then yep. it allows you to like, hey, like I, I've never tried this wine before. I'll get it because it's the wine shop prices. And then if you don't finish it, you take it home and, you know, you had a really nice evening. Oh, my with God. And there's gravy. And guess what, folks? At twenty eight ninety five, that's about the price of an appetizer in Vancouver. You can have a whole dinner there. So I, I kind of like that. Uh, Michael, what would you what would you pair with a Sunday night roast? Uh, I mean, Sunday for me is, is family time and Sunday dinners, um, you know, a quiet time where the phone goes off and we just enjoy each other's company. So I always like to open something special on Sundays. Um, and so I would go with either our Spadefoot Sangiovese or Spadefoot Syrah. Um, they're both beautiful, bigger wines, um, nice tannin structure that helps cut through the protein. Um, and they're just they're really special wines from a really special grower that make a Sunday family time even more special. Wow. Okay, guys, we got a couple minutes. I want to turn our attention to the Sipes uh, Brute, which is a very well-known uh, label because it's been in the market for so many years here. Uh, but I would point out that it has a sensational new package, and normally I don't talk about packages, but when people go white and simple, uh, I just love it on the bottle. And this bottle looks so classy now, I, I want to buy it uh, even if I didn't know anything about it. But let's talk about it. For, maybe first we'll talk about food and, and this wine. What, what, what would you uh, suggest we could serve with the Sipes Brute at home, Jeremy? Anything. <laughs> um, no, okay, I really, like, like uh, for, for me, like, uh, sparkling at home is, is like, you know, people always set, set, uh, save it for special occasions or celebrations. Like, I yep. drink it all the time because it's one of my, it's one of my favorite things. And the Brute is so versatile. You can have it with poultry. You can have it with fish. You can have it with vegetables. You know, if you're drinking, you have a, a Blanc de Noir that you can dive into meat with it. Like, it's such a, a refreshing thing. And, you know, like for us at the, at the bistro, it's been such a staple with our high tea that mm-hmm. it, it, people just absolutely love it. They come here, they have high tea, they have a, you know, they get their tower full of food. They get a glass of brute to start with it. And the response to the, the brute is everyone... I was always so happy when they're reintroduced to it um, yeah. because it is not your, your typical blend. It's just beautiful. It's got a great um, weight to it on the palate, and it is really refreshing. You just want to drink more and more of it. Yeah. Winemaker Michael Alexander, what can you tell us about this wine in, in terms of the way it's made now, and has it changed much over time, and what grapes are involved? And, and just give us a little quick background on the Sipes Brut. Uh, we, we've tried to keep it as consistent as we can over the last 30 years. Um, and so it's a blend of Riesling, Chardonnay, and Pinot Blanc, about 60, 30, 10 uh, percent. Uh, changes a little bit every year based on the harvest and the conditions. Um, it spends about 18 months on the leaves. It's traditionally fermented. Um, and our goal with it every year is to produce something that is really food-friendly, really approachable, really fruit-forward. It's got those beautiful fruit notes, lemon, lime, grapefruit, um, a beautiful acid that keeps it really refreshing. Um, and so in our sparkling lineup, the, uh, the Sipes Brute is really meant to be our everyday fun bubble. You come home after work and uh, a glass of bubble kind of releases the stress of the day and you can start cooking dinner. So it really is just a beautiful everyday wine. Uh, I can, uh, it feels like you de-stressed my audience uh, today, guys. Uh, 
Uh, I just can't wait to get up there. And I know a lot of people who are traveling uh, sometimes think that, you know, they go to wineries early in the day, whatever. I think Summerhill's the kind of place you should mosey on uh, to for lunch, but you should stick around for dinner there because I think on that deck with the sun going down, organic food, uh, the, these new menus, I think it's it's going to be a great experience for everybody. And, and, and something unique, something that we in British Columbia can do that a lot of other wine uh, places cannot do. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Really enjoyed catching up with you and hope to see you soon. Yeah, thank you. It was great chatting with you. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, thanks for your time. That was winemaker Michael Alexander and Director of Culinary Hospitality Programs Jeremy Lupin from Summerhill Pyramid Winery. Up next, Neely Brimmer. She joins us. She's the restaurant manager for the Hooded Maganser at the Penticton Lakeside Resort. You're listening to BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. This winter, the Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing stay on the Naramata bench. Sip award-winning Therapy Vineyard wines on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the wine shop. Book your room online today or order Therapy Wines delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com because everyone needs a little therapy. Sell smart, buy with confidence. Whatever your unique real estate situation is, Ryan Duffy is the expert you can count on to make a decision you won't regret. From Kelowna to Assis, Ryan will ensure you have all the information to find a home that fits your budget, family, and lifestyle. With 18 years of experience as a managing broker, brokerage executive, and a multi-year award-winning realtor, you can count on Ryan. It's your choice. Choose wisely. Choose Ryan Duffy for all your Okanagan-based real estate needs. To connect with Ryan, visit southokanaganhomes.ca. BC Food and Wine Radio wants you to join them at the 43rd Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. For a free international festival tasting ticket worth up to $129, book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by May 6th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. Come see Anthony Giswandi talking with fine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. Don't wine and drive. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Now, here's Anthony. Dirty old town. Dirty old town. Hello, British Columbia. Thanks for joining us on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Boy, are we looking forward to getting back uh, on the road soon. And one of our stops will be... Uh, just on the edge of the Naramata Bench for our uh, annual Naramata Bench Grape Escape. And our headquarters, while we're in the area, will be at the Penticton Lakeside Resort. Our next guest is Neely Brimer, and she's the restaurant manager of the Hooded Merganser, which sits over the south end of Okanagan Lake at the Penticton Lakeside Resort. Couldn't be a better place uh, to go to work to every day. Neely, how are you? I'm doing very well, enjoying a almost post-COVID world, so can't complain. Oh. 
Man, are we happy to hear that. Uh, it's been a tough couple of years, but so so are you ready to go? What what are you planning at the Hooded Merganser uh, to get, get rolling? Oh, man, we are excited about the spring and summer season for sure. So we have a couple of new programs that we are we're planning and some that are coming down the pipe. So Happy Hour is probably going to be the biggest program that we've launched recently. Uh, as a business, we, we haven't done this program in quite some time, so we're excited to see that return. Uh, also just pumped out a whole new bar program. So we've got new cocktails and a new wine list and some fun stuff going on. I don't know if people know, but the Hood and Merganser is actually a, a duck that's native to Pinkerton. Yeah. So all of our new cocktails are named after birds uh, that call the Okanagan <laughs> home. So that's kind of a cool thing. And, oh, that's great. Uh, I, Oh, yes. Kind of kind of a fun thing to do. Um, and then I just did a huge overhaul of the wine list. So um, I'm a major advocate for BC wine. So everybody that comes in is going to see some great stuff on there. And we, we brought in some old world flavors as well. So lots to offer everybody. Okay, well, let's back up a bit. Let's start with happy hour. When when is happy hour and, and uh, well, how, how is it going to work? All right, so Happy Hour runs seven days a week uh, from three to five. And what we've done, we've actually partnered with Lost Inhibitions Wine, which is a sister company to Church and State out of Oliver. Sure. Um, and if people aren't familiar with that winery, they're the ones that have these super funny and maybe somewhat provocative labels that you see floating yes. around the valley. So some say Netflix and chill and some some don't say Netflix and chill. <laughs> but uh, we have those <laughs> we have those bottles um, offering at $25 a bottle um, during Happy Hour. Uh, and wow. also doing a dollar an ounce um, a glass. And, and Lost Inhibitions makes um, a beautiful red, white, sparkling, and rosé sure blend. Do. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're super excited to be partnered with them. And uh, we're also doing $5 highballs and $5 draft beer. So it's pretty great program. And there's uh, food that accompanies that, too. Uh, so it's a great place to come and have a snack after work. Or if you're out, out for a walk, come and join us. Yeah, especially to get on that patio because it's uh, got such a great view and uh, you can catch a bit of sun. So that's a great thing to do and save a few bucks before the dinner hour. Uh, our guest is Neely Brimer. She's the restaurant manager of the Hooded Merganser, uh, which, as I said earlier, just it hangs over the Okanagan Lake just outside of the Penticton Lakeside Resort. Uh, such a great location. Uh, so the you, you, the drinks program now you're tying it into the ducks. Uh, I, I love that. How how many different ducks are going to be on the uh, drinks menu? Oh my god, we have several. So we have we have the harlequin, we have the bush tit, we have the sapsucker, <laughs> we have the says Phoebe. Uh, the the research for this menu was hysterical oh and god. really fun, and everybody kind of leaned into the namesake. Uh, yeah. The other two dining establishments at the resort are actually called the Bufflehead, which is another duck um, yeah. native to the Okanagan. And then the bar here is called the Barking Parrot. So we just call mm. them our drunk cousin. Um, but we're very bird friendly here. All right. We better talk a bit about food. So uh, I know that y- y- you weren't open a lot last year. So when, when will you be open now? And uh, let's talk about uh, moving forward into March, uh, late March and early April. What will, uh, what will the operating hours be? Right. So we just extended our hours thanks to happy hour. So we were running 5 to 11. Now we've extended that to 3 to 11. Okay. Um, our plan right now is to to hopefully be open for lunch in April. That's kind of our goal at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And we're hoping to roll out a new core menu with that as well, which we're really excited about. It's been months in the making trying to 
get all the details for that put together and um, incorporating our farm up on Valley View Road as, as part of that process too. So um, yeah, we're kind of taking it as we come. COVID did a number on us. So we're hoping that we have enough team members come back that we can be open for the, the full business yeah. hour starting next month. Well, you mentioned the farm Valley View. Well, tell us about that. This is a, it's kind of nice to uh, to own a farm and ha- that uh, works for the restaurant, I guess. Oh, it's it's a dream of mine to actually have farm-to-table dining come to fruition. Uh, I was just up there um, doing a farm tour a couple of weeks ago, and it's just it's just spectacular to see kind of what we're able to cultivate here. But uh, yeah, Valley View is a ten-acre ranch or ten-acre farm rather, uh, just on the south end of town, close to Skaha Lake, and yeah. they've got three acres planted. Um, it's organic heirloom seeds. Uh, they grow kind of everything. Um, our incredibly talented farmers would, would probably tell you that their tomatoes are queen and the garlic is king. <laughs> Those are two two produce items that come out of there that are that just grow incredibly well. But yeah, we take as much from the farm as we possibly can, whether it be garnishes on our cocktails or, or core menu items. Uh, we just really kind of lean into that farm to table idea and uh, embrace it as much as we can. Mm. Uh, well, there's lots going on there. Even I know people, you're so close to the Canada Trail, by the way, so people that are cycling or walking can pop off the trail and uh, have dinner and then get back on it and get home still in daylight. So they, those are the kind of people that feel good when they eat and exercise before and after. I'm not one of those, but uh, there's many of, there's many <laughs> of those <laughs> out there. Uh, lots to do. And also, what I love about uh, your location, like on Saturday, it's one of the greatest public markets in, uh, in British Columbia. It takes place right outside the door of the hotel, uh, which must be of interest to your chefs as well. Oh gosh, yes. It's well, I love being in a hub in the community. You know, we, our our location is just fantastic. And you know, if you come here, you can go to the Bubblehead and grab a coffee, do all of your yeah. produce shopping down at Farmers Market, and join us for happy hour after. It's just a, it's a really cool place to be. And of course, our Farmers Market is, um, it's just a pretty special place. You know, mm-hmm. lots of local produce and um, artisan breads and jams and you name it it's there so yeah we're super lucky to be in that close proximity to such an amazing place okay we have a couple of minutes left and i do want to talk about the wine list you say that you you have a big interest in wine and you've been working on it so what can we expect this year uh, is it expanded is it different how, how are you approaching the wine list uh, uh, you know at the hood in mcganser so I took a little bit of a different approach on a wine list this year, and, and primarily that's because we are we're very separated in, in our clientele. So you either have our locals um, or you have tourists. So what I've done is break down that wine list um, into varietals. So if you want a Riesling, you can go in and find a Riesling. But I've mm-hmm. also broken it down into region. So if you're really interested in having a Syrah from Oliver or you know a Pinot Gris from Nermata, you can go in and look at it regionally um, and decide kind of what your favorite flavor is. So um, we've definitely expanded. We've added some interesting new varietals. Some of my personal favorites made the list as well. So I'm excited about drinking those uh-huh. myself. But um, lots lots that we're bringing in and, and kind of dollar range all over the place. So we have something for everybody. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. You know, I, last time I was in there looking at the list and I thought, well, you know, it it could be it could be expanded, obviously, but I was also thinking it would be kind of cool to uh, to zero in on the Naramata bench too, because you're sitting right there, and it would be fun to have a maybe even a mini Naramata bench tasting that you can uh, you know 
try in the afternoon and sort of sort out the wineries that you're almost looking at too. So many great possibilities and uh, uh, no better place to do it than at the Hooded McGanzer. Neely, uh, we're so pleased that you could join us today and we can't wait to get up there, as I say, on our next Grape Escaper, probably before that, to uh, we'll come by and check out Happy Hour. Sounds like a great way to start off uh, the late afternoon and early evening. Oh, absolutely. We look forward to hosting you guys and uh, take in the view and enjoy the the setting. It's going to be an amazing time. Yeah, 3 to 5 every day. And after that, uh, the restaurant is open till 11 p.m. We're happy to have them back and in play and uh, can't wait to uh, dine there soon. Thanks, Neely. Thank you, Anthony. I really appreciate your time. Well, that's it for our show this week, folks. Special thanks to our technical producer in Vancouver, uh, Darren Regan. Never miss a moment of the show with our weekly podcast available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Now, next week, uh, we look forward to speaking with two women taking super large leadership roles in the BC wine industry. That's coming up on the show next week. For all of us at the show, I'm Anthony Gismondi, wishing you a relaxing weekend, and we'll be back next week across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 